1: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.
0: It's time for a one of a kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to pokernight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party.
1: Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Bet Rivers Network for our UEFA Europa League show. We'll be looking ahead to the upcoming UEFA Europa League fixtures, which are scheduled to take place a little bit later on this week. I'm delighted to say alongside me uh, to provide some picks are two of our fantastic handicappers. Uh, Jack Wright, first up, how are you, my friend?
0: I'm very well, thanks, Harry. Yeah, how are you doing? Looking forward to some Europa action this week?
1: Well, it's Europe's premier competition. I always said that. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to uh, to Absolutely. Arsenal taking on Sporting a little bit later on in the week, of mm. course. And we're going to come on uh, to talk about that game a little bit later. RJ is also with us from across the pond. RJ, how is the Europa League seen in the US?
2: Well, if I'm being honest with you, it's uh, not um, seen ex- with him. <laughs> not not seen uh, too highly. Um, you know, I'll, you know, in the United States, I used this reference, I think, last week, but we have the uh, the March Madness basketball tournament coming up, right? So everybody's got their eyes on that, which is, which falls starts the day after Champions League, um, and we have another tournament called the NIT tournament, which honestly, not too many people besides, you know basketball handicappers typically will look at and and that's typically how i think majority of the even the the, the strong footy fans in the u.s look um you know besides myself obviously because i have betting action the europa league is almost an afterthought for most people uh, to be
1: truthful well that breaks my heart seeing as, uh, <laughs> but arsenal's near. there so yeah, i think yeah.
2: maybe maybe a lot of people get their eyes on it this year more than usual
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Um, Right. Let's uh, let's dive into uh, this week's picks then. Uh, RJ, we'll stick with you. Um, You've gone for one from the game between Fenerbahce and Sevilla. uh, Turkish side, of course, taking on uh, a Spanish club who are no strangers to winning this competition.
2: Yeah. uh, As most know, if you watched the show last week, I was also on the same play. I uh, was on over 2.5 in the first leg. Unfortunately, it fell one short. Ended two nil for Sevilla. Uh, but you know, and, and Danielle brought it up on the on the on the call. Uh, I mean, on the uh, on the podcast last week that Sevilla are a completely different side uh, when they travel. Right, they have a much longer distance to travel than they normally would in Spain. Uh, Fenerbahce head into this with their backs against the wall, down two nil and as i said sevilla is very vulnerable on the road uh having having won just once in their last seven road matches and allowing 16 goals during that span um you know the first leg was set at over 2.5 i thought it had the chances but Fenerbahce just didn't didn't really provide enough to uh to really ha- create too many scoring chances um and i guess you know to to be fair i, I guess that's kind of expected and when sevilla is at home they're very tight matches uh 1-0 2-0 type matches but I thought I thought Fenerbahce was going to get one, but they did not. However, in the second leg, heading back home, uh, they scored at least two goals in their last five Europa League matches, scoring fifteen in their last four home games overall. And Sevilla have conceded on an average of two goals on the road. Uh, let's not forget too that Sevilla took a six-one beating uh, before, shortly before leg one uh, against Atletico Madrid. So you know they're certainly. Some, some issues when they travel. Um, Fenerbahce were also given rest over this past week, and they did not play domestically. So all eyes are ahead. Um, and again, you know, it's a, it's a side who's, who's representing their country that's gone through some turmoil recently. And as I said, you know, sometimes those little motivating factors uh, contribute in a major way, and, and down 2-0, you know, the fans will be there. The country will be there. It should be a passionate match and uh, over 2.5 goals at minus 107. Uh, looks looks like a solid play for me.
1: Intimidating place to go, Fenerbahce as well. Not an easy place to play your football. Um, Jack, sure. let's come to you. Uh, you've gone for a pick from Freiburg uh, versus Juventus. Um, I really like this play. Um, I, I like the Fenerbahce Sevilla play as well because I think that's going to be Quite end-to-end and um, and quite uh, lively. Freiburg-Juve, I don't expect this one to be as lively, given the two teams that are playing, but I like the look of your play here, Jack. Talk to us about it.
0: Yeah, I've gone for a, um, well, thank you, first of all, and I've gone for a um, same-game parlay in this one. Um, I said, those people that have seen me on the Premier League show or um, have listened to the Champions League show as well know that I'm not, averse uh, to going into a same-game parlay. If there's a game I kind of like, but the prizes don't quite align to what I, I really want, but maybe I've got two lines of attack. I kind of water them down and I can put them both together and we can get some nice odds here. So um, this one's very evenly poised after last week's 1-0 win for Juve. Um, look, they bounced back for their first defeat in eight um, with two back-to-back wins. Uh, Freiburg, Freiburg being the first one uh, in the first leg of this. And then Sam Dory at the weekend in Serie A. Um, I think, again, those are the people who haven't paid massively close attention to Serie A this season, might look at the league table here, trying to pick out what's going on here and go, well, Juventus are underperforming this season. But one thing to certainly bear in mind, they're, they're currently seventh in the, in the league table, um, but they have had a 15-point um, deduction. So without that, they would have been up in second, yes, still quite a long way behind runaway leaders Napoli, but would have been ahead of the likes of Inter Milan and the the chasing pack. So, um, say so it's not quite a true reflection of where they're at. So they're nine points as it stands now away from the the Champions League places. So I think this that makes this uh, an absolutely huge competition for them. They're going to want to perform well here. They want to get through to the final. They want to like then qualify. Probably the easier way of qualifying for the Champions League is to, to win this rather than like try and fight the way back up into the table in Serie A because obviously there's some cracking clubs in that league. Um, I think they deserve more from the first leg as well. Um, they they must have 20 shots in that first leg. Um, I, I know RJ's an absolute advocate of the XG. He loves it. And he's uh, they, they produced 2.04 XG in that. So they did create um, plenty of chances, didn't take them. Um, and to say it was just one of those one of those days but 20 shots. But the thing that really kind of stood out is what they limited Freiburg to. Um, one shot was all Freiburg mustard all game. Um, and that came from a free kick. So nothing from open play at all. Um, Freiburg are obviously newcomers to this kind of stage of European competition. And I think they did look a little bit daunted last week. Now, I know they're away. They're away from home. Not, again, one of those famous places to go to, Juventus. And uh, and, and they kind of possibly got a little bit phased. Um, and they are a tough nut to crack at home. Um, they haven't lost in any of their, their last 15 home games in all competitions. Um, but they also know that this Juventus side have kind of got their measure, certainly from the first leg. Um, they've only played one away game in the in the Europa League so far this season, Juventus, and they went to Nantes and won three nil. Um, I liken Freiburg possibly a little bit to a boxer here who got knocked out in a in a in a title fights, but got a rematch. He's going to come back knowing that this Juventus side can punch, and they possibly got away with it a little bit last time, and be a bit wary of them. So only Dortmund have gone uh, to Freiburg and actually won there this season. So I've gone a little bit safer. I have actually played Juventus double chance on this one because I feel that with their focus fully on getting a result here, that Juventus will get that. They'll be determined to not lose. Um, they will obviously take the win, but as long as they, they come away here without a defeat, then that'll get their progression through to the next round, and that's all that matters. So for that reason, I'm going to have to go for a same-game parlay. Obviously, we can't just play the double chance on its own, so I'm looking for a little bit of juice as I do. Um, and as I say, you, you, you sport for choice a little bit as far as uh, Bet Rivers are offering at this moment in time, you know, over 300 markets that you can pick from. So never be afraid to kind of have a dig around. And if you see a, a game line that's probably a bit short or you you think, well, I wouldn't mind this or that, you can, you can certainly tweak it around to get a good play on a same game parlay. Um, the, the route I'm taking here is for Dusan Vlahovic to have over one and a half shots. Um, that's going to add the juice. It's not. I don't think he's quite had the impact that we maybe expected him to have since his move from Fiorentina. But you've still got to look at it, that, that he's had... Um, he's still averaging around a goal every other game for Juventus. 18 goals in 42 games and only 37 of them are start. So it's still not a bad record. And he is only 23 still. He's not, not... Like I say, he's not an experienced campaigner at this moment in time. So, you know, I think he's still got time on his side to prove that. But he's certainly not shy of taking a shot. So he's not scored in any of his last five starts, which would kind of ring alarm bells a little bit, but that's not through lack of trying. He had eight shots at the weekend. And again, I've broken it down to work out really what we're needing from him. Like I say, over one and a half shots is the line we're playing. Um, He's had 73 shots in 1,969 minutes of action. So that spits out a shot every 27 minutes. Can we get him on the pitch for 54 minutes to get these two shots that we need? Um, or more. Absolutely. Um, He had 17 in his last four games. He had three in the first leg, and he only played 67 minutes in that one. So all those numbers do add up nicely. Um, He's hit this line in 16 or 24 this season. So that's the same game parlay I'm playing here. Juventus double chance. So that means we've got Juventus to win or draw the match and have um, Vlahovic to have over one and a half shots. So two or more shots, and that bet lands at minus 118.
1: Nice one. Good stuff. Uh, RJ let's come back to you mate. Uh, Feyenoord versus Shakhtar Donetsk. We've lost you RJ.
2: Yes, so uh so apologize I was on mute there. Um Shakhtar held their own in the first leg, right? Uh 1-1. Uh two late goals for uh, one from each side. Uh you know, it, I I think Feyenoord had a slew of chances. They dominated possession. I think they had close to 22 shots, not all on target, but they uh, they certainly took it to Shakhtar. And uh, unfortunately for them, I expect reverse fortunes in in the in the second leg. Uh, Feyenoord have not lost a meaningful home match since May of 2022. Uh, a complete polar opposite when they're at home uh, than they are on the road. Similar to Sevilla, um, I, I think Shakhtar could put up a fight here. But I expect this to, to also potentially be the highest scoring match in leg two. Uh, there's a little rain in the forecast, but I don't think it will stop the, uh, the goals from flowing. Um, you know, Feyenoord, the Airy Divisie league toppers, uh, should find a strong convincing win here. They are minus 200 right now. And at this point, you know, coming off a two to one win over the weekend. Shakhtar had a 3-0 win over the weekend. Shakhtar are the Ukrainian Premier League league toppers with 43 goals in 16 matches. So uh, there's no shortage of, of of them trying to find the net. Completely different uh, league from a, a competition, from a quality perspective. Uh, but at over 2.75 goals at minus 114, uh, as I said, this this game has a potential to to have some fireworks it's it's 1-1 even playing field coming in so both teams can really uh come come and attack and and Fire should should do the do what it takes I, I could see a a 3-1 4-1 type match here
1: good stuff sounds like an interesting game then mm-hmm. uh, one that Hope we need so. to be watching as well, uh, yeah, it as looks, well as, to be uh,
0: fair that looks like one that you 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 automatically just see it on paper without even digging too hard into the stats kind of what your gut feeling is there is that there's goals in that one these two sides are traditionally kind of front foot offensive sides so uh, yeah i like that play a lot me too
1: me too um jack arsenal taking on sporting 2-2 draw in the first leg out in lisbon uh, the gunners taking sporting back to emirate stadium on thursday night uh what have you gone for in this one I've gone for both teams
0: to score in this. Um, Odds are minus 103. And I thought that was a crack in price. Um, Look, when this was drawn, um, similar to the game we just then talked about or heard from from RJ, this looked an absolute cracker for the neutral. Um, And it lived up to expectations in the first leg. I thought um, there was a goal for each side in each half. 24 shots, 13 of them on target. So uh, that's quite impressive going. Um, and say, obviously ended in a 2-2 draw. So, very good stuff indeed. Um, Interesting for me to see how Mikel Arteta approaches this one. Uh, they're now very strong favourites for the Premier League title. I'll whisper it quietly. Um, big win at the weekend. 3-0 away at Fulham. 3-0 up at half-time, which is a perfect response, not only to the fact that Man City had closed that gap to two points in the Premier League, but for the fact that they obviously had this game coming up on Thursday night. Um, job done by half time, really. Nerves. What nerves? What title nerves, Harry? There's absolutely none, is there? And certainly not on the pitch, at least. <laughs> it's looking very, very good. So, um, look, Arteta I think, known for liking his continuity, he wants to kind of keep that winning and momentum and that winning run going, and rightly so, I think. And, uh, you know, this would be a great competition to win. And I think if they hadn't been in that situation, um, they weren't expecting to be, like, say, five points clear at the top of the Premier League at this point in time. But, you know, they've got. To get that balance right, I think, between the continuity of keeping the same team out there and also they don't want to lose a key player and I'll, I'll put a Thomas Partey into that mix. Someone like that would be a massive blow ahead of the title running. Palace at home on Sunday. Looks like a nice fixture on on paper as it stands at the moment. And then, of course, the international break where... He'll be keeping his fingers and toes crossed that everyone comes back in one piece. So, um, but obviously, you're going to use you here, Harry, as the, as the Arsenal expert. You, 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 how do you think he'll, he'll view this game? Do you think you will see it as a as, as one that he can tweak a little bit? He's not got lots of options, I take it.
1: I think he'll do what he's done throughout the competition so far, which is sort of half rotate. So, if you go back to the first leg, he sort of left out half of the first team. I think he made uh, six changes that time, and then he made five changes to come back into the Premier League at the weekend. I think you'll see five or six changes again going into the second leg. And whereas you saw maybe Saliba, Xhaka uh, play in the first leg, they'll probably be left out in the second leg. And so Gabriel and maybe Odegaard, for example, will play because he's trying to manage the minutes of people on an individual basis. The Premier League is undoubtedly the priority for Arsenal now. You know, they're they're a few weeks away potentially from securing Champions League football for next season anyway. Yeah. But I think I think Mikel Arteta, from what he says and, and the way he comes across, he's a massive believer in momentum. Yeah. And what he won't want is Arsenal to sort of go out with a whimper in the Europa League and then that have a knock on effect in their confidence going into the remainder of the Premier League season. So I don't think he's he's willing to throw the towel in in the Europa League but I think he also knows that he probably can get by maybe a couple more rounds depending on the draw yeah with this rotational sort of thing in place so we'll see
0: yeah minus 135 now for the Premier League title so um very strong favourites plus 275 for the um, Europa League second favourites only behind Man United I think based on United's impressive win in the first leg. So look back to this game. And I, and I think look, Sporting mirrored that, uh, Arsenal performance, they won three 0 in domestic action at the weekend, beating Boa Vista. Uh, that is a fourth win on the bounce for them. Um, they're fourth, 15 points off leaders, Benfica. But they have got eyes on on Braga and Porto, who are above them in the league, in those Champions League places in Portugal. So they have got that opportunity. But they share a front foot philosophy. I think, um, you know, a progressive coach as well, in Amarim as well. So there's a lot of similarities, I think, you could you could pitch between Arteta and Amarim. Um, so I think this has got, as I said, like, like the first leg, it's got the makings of an absolute cracker and entertaining easy on the eye game and uh, I was really surprised to see both teams to score available at minus 103 given the stats for scoring from both these two sides. Sporting have scored in 12 of the last 13 competitive fixtures. they scored in eight of nine European games and they've scored in all four away as well. They had quite a tricky group in the Champions League stages, which obviously they got knocked out of, but um, Eintracht, Frankfurt, Marseille and Spurs, they scored in all away games against those and also in the um, Europa League when they were paired um, with Middlesbrough And they uh, they scored away there as well. So as far as Arsenal are concerned, they've scored in 16 of 17 at, 17 at home in all competitions this season. They've scored in 33 of 37 in total this season. Um, and the interesting fact for me and this bet in particular is that um, both teams to score has landed in 10 of 13 home games in the Premier League for Arsenal. That's a league high. 77% of their games has seen both teams hit the back of the net, including four of the last five. So, based on these two sides, both going for it, as shown in the first leg. And as you say, probably with a little bit of rotation, maybe half the side for Arsenal here, who would be favourites, our favourites, to win this. I think that might leave the back door open enough for Sporting to at least get on the score sheet. And therefore, a confident play for me here. Both teams to score yes at odds of minus 103.
1: Yeah, if the first leg is anything to go by, I think Sporting have a really good chance of scoring. Um, They've got some really explosive forward players. So, right, to summarise the guys' picks then, uh, RJ has gone for over two and a half goals in the clash between Fenerbahce and Sevilla. That's at minus 107. He's gone for over 2.75 goals in the game between Feyenoord and Shakhtar. That's at minus 114. Uh, Jack has gone for a double... Same game, Parley, I beg your pardon, in the game between Freiburg and Juve. He's gone for a double chance um, on that. And then Vlavic over one and a half shots at minus 118. And then he's gone for both teams to score in the game between Arsenal. And Sporting Lisbon. That's at minus 103. Uh, so, those are the guys' picks for this round of Europa League action. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you leave us a review and follow all the guys. And we'll be back very soon with more. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.